So guys, how many ears does Captain Kirk have? I don't know, how many ears does Captain Kirk have? Three. The left ear, the right ear, and the final frontier. Oh. <laughs> I've got one though. Go on. Why do Daleks like apples? I don't know, James. Why do Daleks like apples? Because an apple a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. <laughs> Go on, yeah, Sean. You want to hear my one? Do you have yeah. one now? Yeah. I, I, I do have one. So one day, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Luke Skywalker, eating in a Chinese restaurant. And Obi-Wan notices that Luke's really struggling with his chopsticks. And he says, Luke, use the fork. Hey. <laughs> well... <laughs> Welcome. That's pretty impressive, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Craftcast, the Freemasons podcast. And Stephen, what are we going to be talking about on today's episode? Well, we all love a special interest lodge, and this time uh, we've got uh, Science Fiction and Fantasy Lodge number ten thousand and sixteen. Obviously, last time we spoke to the Football Lodge. At uh, this time, uh, quite a different special interest, mm. but certainly one with a broad range under its criteria that I think more or less everyone will be interested in something in science fiction and fantasy. Yeah, and as we've just heard, a lot of manoeuvring for some absolutely dreadful jokes. <laughs> so <laughs> we've started Very early. Certainly. I, th- I think um, a lot of manoeuvring for jokes, and I think just like with football, maybe a little bit of rivalry between what we think mm. is the best sci-fi and fantasy Okay, James, program. what is so, your favourite sci-fi fantasy film programme? comic oh okay so my favorite sci-fi program is doctor who but my favorite sci-fi film which is also my favorite film of all time is the original alien from 1979 a great film with sigourney weaver with sigourney weaver ellen ripley yeah yeah, when oh yeah, I was traumatized by that as a child because there was the scene where there's an eighteen, Sean. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't don't judge my uh, parents. Um, probably watched it at sleepover or something. Uh, yeah, sure. You know when they're eating at dinner. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll I'll leave it there. That scene, yeah, the classic movie Good grief. scene. Well, if we've got any under eighteen listeners, then then you shouldn't be talking about it. Don't listen to it. <laughs> don't watch Alien the original. Uh, well, the the question Steven. begs. Marvel or DC? Ooh. Well, well, well. I mean, to be honest with you, in terms of the characters, I, I really like Batman. Mm. But mm. I feel like it's been let down by the quality of the movies. Mm. Marvel just seems to have completely won... Taken over. Hang on. That battle. Hang on a minute. Are you saying that the Christopher Nolan Batman films <laughs> were not good movies? I would add that that <laughs> wasn't created as part of DC. Yeah. It's still a DC character, is it not? But it's not a DC-created DC, yeah. film. It's not part of the DC universe. We've started already, haven't we? This we, We've started the rivalry going. Before we've even got <laughs> yeah. the guests but on. As I say, I, for me, I just, as I say, the Christopher Nolan Batman films are obviously awesome. But I would then say the Ben Affleck Batman no. films Terrible film, are yeah. not my J- favourite. James, does that mean you're a DC fan? Um, I would say Big I probably... fan of Washington, are you? I, I, yeah. I, I would <laughs> yes. say that I lean more towards Marvel. But probably only because I have seen more of them. Um, but, so many. But but Batman, yeah. Well, yeah, there, there are hundreds and hundreds, yes. But Batman, I think, is probably my favourite superhero, I would say. In, sorry, just to extend on what you, you said earlier, who's your favourite Doctor Who? I'm going to have two answers, I think. Mm, okay. I'll give you... So I think 
the ultimate doctor for me is David Tennant, of course. Yeah. So I'm delighted that he's back for a, a cameo, I guess, for a few episodes this year. Um, but I'm actually a bit of a Peter Capaldi fan as well. I think he played the mm. dark. Tucker. I thought, yeah. I thought he did pretty. Yeah, I, I quite liked it. I think it, he actually. played the dark elements of that character mm. remarkably well, actually. Yeah, I didn't. I, I'd be honest with you, I'm, I'm not a huge Doctor Who fan. I, Get I, out. Sorry. I watched it a bit when David Tennant was doing it and also when Christopher Eccleston was mm. the Doctor. For um, me, if I think of Doctor Who, I immediately think of David Tennant. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Or who was the other guy? Who? Uh, Matt Smith. He was probably good. showing he was our, good. Yeah, we're probably showing our age here, though. Well, because you, <laughs> you probably came into Doctor Who around Matt Smith's time. Yeah. I, I was a Christopher Eccleston guy. And you're probably what Tom Baker. <laughs> you're older than me. Yeah, no. Well, I think I think David Tennant was the first Doctor that I remember watching. Yeah, yeah, my, uh, yeah. My it was always a bit scary for sort of. I remember sort of thinking as a, as as a child. You know, this is it was something like seven seven p.m. <laughs> and you've got you know the the statues where when you blink, yeah, they move the closer angel, towards yeah. you. That's the sort of thing out of like a horror film or something. And and can I just talk about Doctor Who? Actually, I've mentioned before about. Um, the Travelling Man podcast in the US. Oh, yes. That I was on, yeah, yeah. and Jim Hall, who actually has just become a right worshipful brother. Oh, wow. Um, Congratulations, Deputy Jim. Deputy District Grandmaster, 24th District of Ohio. But the way to uh, tie it into this is that he admitted to me last week that he's only just literally a week ago started watching Doctor Who. Never oh, wow. seen it before. Well, uh, okay. How do you get to be a right worshipful never watching I know. Doctor Who? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah. What, you, what you about you? with Doctor Who, right? Uh, yeah, I would say I grew up with it. Yeah. See, I grew my, my thing was Harry Potter. Yeah, uh, I mean, I love a Harry Potter yeah. film as well. Who doesn't? If anyone's interested, I prefer Marvel. Just, just well, well, I was going to come on to you. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I mean, the right age so. for it, though, isn't I mean, it? well, in fairness, I, I grew up with, with Superman and Batman and, and loved those. But, but certainly in more recent years, I l- loved the, the Marvel movies and the whole the way that all the movies link together mm. uh, and all the little Easter eggs throughout the, all the different movies. Just a reminder, you are listening to a Masonic podcast, by yeah. the way, for those that have just tuned in. And I think, yeah, and, and actually it is Should a we good, come back to that? Yeah, yeah sorry. Off, 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 uh, off when we're not recording. Off piste. But I do also think that actually what this has demonstrated, this conversation, is how broad mm. yeah. an audience of people a sci-fi and fantasy lodge would appeal to. Mm, as definitely. we're about to get into with David, shall we... Get cracking. Yeah, let's actually talk about what we're here Should for. We actually do it. <laughs> let's go. So we're here with Worshipful Brother David Leesk, Secretary of the Sci-Fi and Fantasy Lodge. David, welcome to Craftcast. Thanks very much. It's great to be here. I'm really looking forward to this, actually. Um, as a bit of a sci-fi geek myself, I've been very much looking forward to getting you in and talking about this very unique lodge um, that's been established. Can you just start by giving us a little bit of a synopsis about you know, what the lodge is about and where it came from and, and, and why it exists in the first place? Absolutely. I think the first and foremost thing to say, though, is we are a working Freemasons Lodge. We're not a dining club. We're not a social club. We are actually a Freemasons Lodge. And the, the idea came about around four years ago where two brothers um, up in Burden were playing effectively fantasy Freemasonry. Who would you put in every office from the sci-fi genre? So do you have a Klingon as the inner guard? Do you have Captain Kirk <laughs> as the master? Do you have, you know, all of those sort of things. And then it branches out. And when you hear a conversation like that, it 
drags people in. Mm. And suddenly, everybody realised there's actually a lot of traction and there's a lot of closet science fiction and fantasy fans out there. So what better way to mix the two together, Mm. both in terms of a special interest and a love of Freemasonry? Mm. So that's where it came about and that's when we started to get the ball rolling, probably back in 2018. And what's different about the sci-fi and fantasy lodge from other lodges? Because I've heard some rumours about some of your, let's say, unique workings. Oh, well, our ritual is is proper blue book because we've got members from all over the UK. So we're we're an emulation lodge. But I don't think there's any other lodges where the deacons carry lightsabers. Mm. I would say unlikely. Where the the outer guard, the tiler, carries a Klingon batleth. You know, the Mm. gavels, the worshipful master and the wardens have Thor's hammers. And actually, our DCs carry Gandalf staffs, so oh, you don't brilliant. mess with those. So that's no. every genre covered there in terms of science fiction and fantasy. Brilliant. I think that's a really good example of the program master's um, view on yes, if, and not no, because. Um, because you just made a very good point there, that you were working Freemason's Lodge. You stick to the emulation book when it comes to the ritual. But you're just adapting and doing things slightly differently in terms of wands of office, etc., and replacement for the sword. And why can't we do that? It's a yes, if attitude, which I love. Exactly. And I think, you know, let's be honest, going through the planning process, we had a lot of weird and wacky ideas. People want to change ritual. Well, that's a red line. Mm-hmm. We might get the odd make it so appear in there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, there's, it's, it's, it's as the book says. The festive board, on the other hand, mm. that's a different conversation. <laughs> we, we can come on to that. Absolutely. I, I have to say, I've never seen James so excited to record an episode of oh, the podcast. Yeah. He has been like a, a schoolboy in a toy shop i i am um, one of these closet sci-fi fans that you talk about i i'm i love doctor who is my favorite sci-fi show so i i know you've extended me an invitation previously to come and visit but i must take you up on that because i need to see this okay in that case james i'm going to ask a question that, that david mentioned earlier who would be your two deacons oh my days um can i can i give my view yeah Dumbledore and Gandalf. Oh, good call, good call. Thank you. Two very wise men, yeah, I, I would say so. I'd probably put those as wardens, though. I'd normally say past masters because they'd be sitting at the back tutting. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a very good... Yeah, actually, no, I agree with you there. Um, i definitely have Severus Snape as a deacon. Yeah. yeah. Why? He's just got that presence about him, yeah. doesn't he? He's that sort of that darkness, that seriousness about him that I really admire. And good old Alan Rickman would have to be the, the, the embodiment of that character for sure. David, you talked to us about... That was only one deacon. You're not getting away with well, that. I, uh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So let's say Severus Snape and let's say I probably would go for... Um, Luke Skywalker? N- no, no. Um, How dare you? Ky- Kylo Ren. As the second deacon. Why again, are you doing so dark? Well, you know, you've got to bring some seriousness <laughs> to the work. David, you talked about kind of where the lodge sort of came from. What what was the reaction from Freemasons and from potential petitioners when you actually proposed this as, okay, we want to do this? Well, we started going out through social media because it was on the run into COVID. <clears throat> so one of the biggest challenges we had was how do you get the interest where people need to actually meet in person to discuss it. So we did a lot of Zoom calls um, and we ended up with people from all around the world expressing interest to be uh, effectively founder members. But it wasn't until we started to look that there's certain criteria where you have to be a master mason for three years to be a founder. Mm. So that unfortunately meant there was quite a few people who couldn't. So they subsequently came in as joining members. And eventually we got it down to a group of 31 
founders. It would have been 32, but sadly a brother passed away between the idea and signing the petition. So then in the midst of COVID and the lockdown, we've now got to get the petition, the form, signed by every brother, Mm. signed in person. So that was a big logistical exercise, getting it all around the UK. We didn't want to trust it to the post. Suddenly, fine, we've got 30 signatures and it goes walkabout. So eventually, during 2021, we were able to then get the petition submitted. Um, and then in November 21, we got it approved. And that was really all signals go on, you know, the green light to uh, to move forwards. And I have to ask, why, um, don't look at me, Stephen, when I say this, because I know you're a Staffordshire Mason. Uh, why Staffordshire? Why was that province chosen as, as the home province for the Lodge? For a simple reason, the, the two brethren who had the uh, effectively the fantasy Freemasonry conversation were Staffordshire Masons, mm. Worshipful Brother Mike Santa Pietro and Worshipful Brother Chris Priestley. Um, and Chris was our prim- primus master, and Mike, who's an APGM in the province of Staffordshire, is our director of ceremonies. I have images in my brain about what that consecration <laughs> must <laughs> <laughs> must have looked like can you give us some sort so a consecration for those of us that those listeners that aren't freemasons is the ceremony that you, that you go through when you're starting a new lodge can you talk us through the unique elements that you had within that ceremony that perhaps wouldn't have been seen elsewhere i, I think the i think this was the one area that was the hardest because we we had great ideas but the consecration is a very serious um, ceremony but the Provincial Grand Master, uh, well, two Provincial Grand Masters who were officiating and one of the uh, past assistant uh, d- Provincial Grand Masters, when they were given their effectively opening welcome, there was a lot of Star Trek quotes, live long and prosper, all of that. I think mm-hmm. you suddenly realise that everybody, even the officiating uh, officers, are all closet science fiction and fantasy fans. Yeah. So that really added to a lot. You know, there's 30-odd of us lined up in the centre of the lodge ready to, as, as the petitioners. It looked like a scene from the Death Star with the stormtroopers, you know, and everybody's... Well, everyone's read, bo- read these books and watched these movies, mm. and invariably everyone, you know, so many people at least have some favourites in that that, yeah. that love something in science fiction. Well, and it covers such an expanse. I mean, we were talking before. Yeah. Just to name a few things, you know, I'm I'm a fan of Star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, Star Trek, Star Trek, and I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sure there are even more niche. There, there is, and I think the one thing that we didn't want to do is alienate every, every anyone because yeah. we, a lot of the things Ironically. we've talked about are what I would call <laughs> popular culture. Yeah. yeah. So you know the good old Star Trek Doctor Who. Sure. But when you look at the gambit, uh, both you know the breadth of science fiction through to the classics, um, H.G. Wells. You know mm. we've got some of the members who are quite active in. Uh, you know, understanding what's going on in the world of what's called the Hugo Awards, which is essentially the equivalent of the Oscars for, uh, yeah. or the Booker Prize for, for science fiction literature. Right, okay. Similarly in the fantasy side as well. So, you know, whether you look at, you know, Aldous Huxley, um, you know, all of the classics like that, or similarly on the fantasy side as well, you know, Clive Barker, everything is covered. We, we say both horizontally and vertically. Right. And are you primarily a lodge for existing freemasons to become joining members of or are you a lodge which initiates passes and raises people and if you do do that it's a sort of an explanation process you have to go through with those new members to go this is unusual this is, normal. <laughs> this is you know this is not normally what would happen in freemason the ceremony yes yeah. but the fact that i'm carrying a lightsaber around you're not going to see that I'm anywhere else yeah 
<laughs> yeah. So, so as you can imagine, forming the lodge, everybody had to already be a mason. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, effectively, the first couple of years are going to be pretty much like a, almost a past master's lodge, and we've put structures in place for progression and how mm. how people um, move forwards. But in uh, uh, December, we'll have our first candidate, um, and he's a he's a he's a uh, a friend of a member. So he's already had an induction. He's a very much a science fiction fan. Um, so you know that's a, that's a soft landing into where we really want to be, which is a, a, a primary lodge for bringing on board new members. Mm. Do you, do you think that he? Um, I'm really interested on this particular point. Do you think that he would have joined <coughs> what I will call a traditional lodge, or do you think the fact that you have these slight quirks around sci-fi and fantasy is a hook that's brought him in? I, I think it's definitely a hook. <clears throat> one, of, one of the things that we always say, and, and there's a presentation that we've been delivering to a number of other lodges talking about the foundation of the lodge, is we almost draw a bit of a Venn diagram. We have, you know, a traditional Freemasons lodge. Everybody's interested in Freemasonry, but everybody's then got separate interests. If yeah. I was sitting next to somebody talking about football, I wouldn't have a clue. But if you come to our lodge, you know, everybody's got a love of Freemasonry, mm. but they've all, all got a common love of science fiction and fantasy. So you've, you've actually got the double whammy, and that really plays to the likes of the activities that are going on with the pathway in terms of engagement mm. with existing and new members, both in terms of attraction and retention. Mm. Well, um, in our last uh, episode with a special interest lodge where we spoke to the football lodge, one of the guest that we had on was Alex Pike and he said that his father was a mason and he was interested in Freemasonry but he needed that hook yeah and absolutely. so and so having that breadth of, of things like sci-fi uh, you know so many people as I said it's such a popular topic because of its breadth there's so many different ways that people be oh you've got Thor's hammer that's really cool or you've got it's lightsabers really cool. you know yeah um and I can imagine that would pull people in um at not just current masons but uh, but but potential uh, initiates absolutely. as well uh, absolutely <clears throat> so what we've done is we we've agreed that one of our meetings a year will be a per peripatetic or traveling meeting mm. so september just gone we moved it to uh, to derby mm. so we had a short business a meeting idea. on the friday mm. night and on the saturday uh, it was a doctor who convention so a number uh, of the members oh. went to that oh, um, james was there <laughs> I, I, I wish. I tell you what, you should you should come to Gibraltar. We've got uh, we've got a science fiction uh, convention. Oh, you should come along. Well, yeah. I, I, you can't say no to can't that. Can't say no to that. But, but what we're then looking to do as we move forwards and get more well established is actually start to potentially put a stand on at mm. these conventions. So we were, we were down at Freemasons Hall last uh, last month mm. for the open day, where we actually had a stand for this one of the four special interest lodges there. Um, and see people's faces when they came out of the museum and saw those <laughs> of us standing there in uh, dressed as you know Babylon Five character or Morpheus out of the, you know holding a lightsaber. Yeah, people were like, "Wow, am I in a different building here?" Mm -hmm. And uh, you know the the attention just it, it was just grew and grew. And uh, something that that obviously I know that you, you've done is is taken candidates from other lodges who are who are busy. Uh, doing ceremonies, uh, you know, they can't fit all of their ceremonies in, in their own lodge meetings. And like a lot of past masters lodges do, mm -hmm. um, you've taken taking our candidates. And that, from my experience, from knowing some of those candidates, has left a really lasting mm. impression on them. Uh, absolutely. Well, what, that, what that's done, because, you know, there's nothing worse than a lodge where you end up, we had our consecration, and then what do we do? Mm. Do we do lectures? Well, it would be very interesting lectures, but what better way than a working lodge to... North Staffordshire Round Table Lodge, uh, universities, uh, Lodge of uh, Staffordshire, 
perform second degrees for those candidates. Um, and then they've, they they come back as visited, uh, visitors because they mm. think, wow, that was great. So in our Gives December meeting, connection. we'll have yeah. a lot of people coming back yeah. who were who were there for those, uh, those second degrees. Talking about lectures, actually, I was I visited um, the Essex Cornerstone Lodge, did a Game of Thrones night, and yeah. Mike, Mike was there, actually. And he did a, a really interesting talk about the lodge. <clears throat> Uh, and then was followed up by another member of the lodge who did did a talk about the uh, the similarities between Freemasonry and Game of Thrones, which <laughs> wow. on the surface would appear minimal, <laughs> but it was really interesting how he had woven them together, and it was just it was brilliant. And and then we had we had a banquet afterwards, and it was just someone dressed uh, Bernie dressed as the Mother of Dragons. Of course yeah. he did. Of course he did. And shout it, out. Yeah. And it was just amazing. You know, it was such a good and it, I felt like you know you really hit upon something there. Yeah. You know. it, and and that's the key. It's fun. Mm. You know, we, the, the important thing is is we enjoy our freemasonry. And we get there, we have a have a great day and it's fun. People experience new things. You know, I think the nature of the people who've, who've joined the lodge they're quite cerebral, so that somebody's sitting down and thinking, actually, I can think about Freemasonry in the context of the Star Wars universe or Game of Thrones or Brave New World or, or, or anything like that. Mm. And they've got the passion to go and work that detail out. Yeah. It might be complete fiction, as in science fiction or even fantasy, but hey, it's a good story at the end of the day. Mm. What would you say your lodge's unique selling point, Sala? What are your traditions if you like that, that apart from the lightsaber and stuff you talked about the festive board and that that's quite different give us a pitch for that oh well so our tradition started on day one mike santa pietro the edc the first words he said in the festive board as we we brought it is tradition in this lodge and we were only consecrated two hours earlier. <laughs> yeah um so the the procession into the festive board is done by a, a essentially a, a military cadence you know so rather than just clapping You've got the, you know, Mike does the first line of a cadence and talks, of, and then everybody responds with the second line, third line, and it gets everybody starting to be engaged. Yeah. Um, Do you have stormtroopers taking you in? Well, that's <laughs> the other thing. So outside of the installation, cosplay or costuming or dressing up for those who are a little bit more conservative is actively encouraged at the festive board. At the festive board. Yeah. Not in the meetings. No. We, that was another red line. Yeah. You know, yeah. No, no dressing up like a wizard. As tempting as it was, but uh, at the festive board, all bets are off. Brilliant. I I think you really touched upon something at the start when you were saying, you know, this really plays into that yes if, you know, rather than no because attitude and, you know, a big part of the strategy is, you know, as Freemasons as a membership embracing that, that attitude. And I think what your lodge demonstrates really is actually in modern times – there is m so much more that unites us than divides us, you know, and Absolutely. actually pulling on one of those things and using it again as an attraction tool for Freemasonry is, it's just such a no brainer, mm. I think. And, and I, I would be, I'd be fascinated to see, Sarah, you know, to come along and, and visit and, and see how you guys, I think we should, how you guys do it. I think that would be awesome. Well, everyone is welcome. I think that's the thing, you know, we, our, our mailing list now of the, the invites is out to some 400 Masons wow. a meeting, and that's going up. We're getting interest through the various Facebook channels of yeah. saying, can you put us on the distribution list? So again, everybody's welcome. This coming meeting, we've a, we've a delegation coming down from Durham 
about 19 Brilliant. masons coming 250 miles down, and their wow. provincial grand master is coming down. I was going to say, John Thompson, I'm sure would be that. Chaps, I think we should, going back to our earlier conversation, I think we should try and fill the principal officers in a lodge with sci-fi and fantasy characters. Okay, let's do this. James, you can start. Where, where are we starting? Master? Yep. Top down. Um, oh, you see, I would have said Dumbledore, but we said earlier that that would be a very wise past master. So if we're going to go for a youthful character... Um, could go with Harry Potter. Ooh, mm. the chosen one. The chosen mm. one. Yeah, you could exactly. go with Harry Potter. Or Luke um, Skywalker. Or, or, or yeah. left a field answer. What about his son, Albus Severus Potter? Because Harry Potter's quite old now. You know, the books were written... Albus Severus Potter isn't 18. Ah, I bet he is now because the books were set in the 90s, right? <laughs> so oh, he's probably, he's got to be 18, over that's 18 now. Niche, that's one well, of the you're right, that is left field. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I told you. Very left field. <laughs> okay, but, okay, senior warden. He's not the, cho- senior he's not the chosen Stephen one, Watley. though. I'd still go Harry Potter. Okay, so okay. You're, we're saying, okay, so do we agree, Harry Potter for Master of the Lodge? I mean, yeah. I disagree, but I'll go with it. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with it. God. Um, Stephen, senior warden. I should have I should have stopped arguing about that and started <laughs> thinking about my future answers. Dun, dun, dun. Um... Mm, Han Solo Why? Because he supports I mean obviously he doesn't support Harry Potter But he supports the chosen one um, You were the chosen one Yeah in in, in Star Wars um, what, what was that reference? I, I've heard it I just can't that, place it That's uh, episode 3 isn't it When uh, Anakin Skywalker's yes. in the lava That's right And yeah, Obi-Wan's yeah, yeah. there going Obi-Wan You were the fun. chosen one yeah. Yeah, Nice Yeah I get that I'm with you now or it could be That's Obi. a good one I like that Supporting I, yeah. the chosen one Exactly Nice Okay David John do Junior Warren Oh Junior Warren Well I think that's somebody Who's on a track to greatness Really isn't it So I think <laughs> You know if, we, if we're sticking With science fiction Because I have to say I have a bias for Star Trek I'd probably put Riker of the, of, of yeah, the next yeah, generation because nice. he's yet to take the chair top guy mm. okay let's let's we've done the principal officers let's go down to the, the deacons okay. now okay so it's he's got to be someone with a wand right <laughs> it's got to be we're going back to harry potter now. i'm going i'm going back to harry potter and i'm going to say the, the main man albus dumbledore Oh, so is this a past master that's no, going I, through see, again? No, I wouldn't have him as a past master. You mean like young Dumbledore, like uh, like in Jude, Fantastic Beasts? Jude Law yeah. Dumbledore. Jude Law Dumbledore. Jude Law Dumbledore. And, by the way, immediate past master Yoda. Yeah. Oh. Ah, you see, yeah. the immediate past master in our lodge wears the hand of the king oh. of Game of Thrones mm. because, you know, he's the, he's the right hand. I think Yoda yeah. could be mentor. Mentor, I was going to say. Mentor, yeah. that's so much better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness sakes, uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say if Junior D can be Captain America. See, I'd forgotten about Marvel. Yeah. Oh, Marvel's well. a massive one. Yeah, well, the wardens get the... Th- they've got Molyneux, the Thor's hammers, yeah. the mm. gavel sitting there, so they're all right. that's in the universe. I was going to say for Inagard, Thor, because you're not getting past him, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, for Inagard, I would have said, um, what's his name from God of uh, God of War? Kratos? I've not seen that. It's a... It's a yeah, okay. The room's gone silent now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 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 Sorry, I'm so niche. But maybe, maybe Thor could be Tyler. Uh, not Thor. Uh, yeah, or, or, or um, Iron Man could be Tyler. Oh, yeah, that's a good shout. See, one of the things we're thinking about for Inner Guard, mm. particularly when a candidate goes out, is somebody from the Men in Black, and they've got their denuralizer. <laughs> put the glasses on. Oh, yeah. You've forgotten it when you go out. Yeah, I like that. Brilliant. <laughs> but we're saying Yoda, if we were to have him in as a past master, mentor. Yeah. Mentor, definitely. Well, who would be, be Almoner? I think that's oh, a good we're, doing, we're doing the whole set now. Good question. <laughs> we're doing all yeah, of Yeah, but Almoner's like, I think, a, an interesting <laughs> question. 
Okay, Almanac. I'm going to I'm going to go with my favourite sci-fi show. I'm going to say the Doctor from Doctor Who would make a great Almanac. That would be a good. Call. Yeah, that's that a nice one. You see, it was a good question. Yeah, and and actually, our our treasurer is referred to Ooh. both in his emails and in the lodge as Quark. Cool. The Ferengi of Deep Space Nine in yeah. Star Trek, because he's all about the money. Mm. <laughs> so that's a good one. Secretary. Needs to be good with administration, corralling people. Varys from Game of Thrones. I could live with that, but I've... you're talking about me there, guys. An, 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 another, another silence, but we do have the secretary with us. So. Yeah. David, hey, you know Varys. You. I do, I Come do. On, I, you guys I, need to watch more Game of Thrones. Well, it's funny you should say that, but I, I must admit, on my uh, on the on the email signature and the summons, we did have some images of various characters wearing the collars. Mm. Oh, brilliant. And at the time, we effectively had Kirk, Captain Kirk had the master's collar. Um the, you know, uh, Ned Stark was the tiler with his sword, although he didn't last very long. Ned and Stark. the uh, the secretary at the time was Gandalf. So mm-hmm. I, I have a little picture and I, I say wizards are never late. They arrive precisely on time on the bottom yeah. of the are, are you a wizard, Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> You're a wizard, I tell you what, you You're could, wizard, you could make uh, the secretary uh, Star-Lord in Marvel, you know, um, just because somehow, even though it's all so much to do, he somehow unsuspectingly pulls it all together at the end. Very good, Stephen. <laughs> is this a bad time to admit that I've never actually watched Game of Thrones? Not a single episode have I watched of that show. Yeah, I neither have I. Okay, fifty percent of us. Sorry, what I can't get my head around. <laughs> yeah. I get Here you. it comes. You're a student. You have no time. Basically, <laughs> you're a master of your lodge, right? And yeah, are you even allowed to watch it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, uncle. You, you travel everywhere. You, you are sat on a plane for hours on end. I couldn't think of a better thing to do than watch Game of Thrones. Isn't it like eight seasons of disappointment? Yes. No, 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 no. But we have a we have a strong link to Game of Thrones. So one of the questions you asked earlier was how did we keep people engaged, mm. you know, through COVID? So we had all the Zoom calls. So what Mike Santa Pietro did is we arranged for he arranged for some cameo videos of some key oh, characters brilliant. that we actually oh, yeah. played in. And the first one was Claudia Christensen, who plays Commander Ivanova from Babylon 5. Okay. Um, and she was really, you know, she was really, congratulations on the new lodge. The next meeting that we actually had, we had uh, Robert Picardo from Voyager, Star Trek Voyager. Okay. He played the emergency medical hologram, the Doctor. And for the final one, and this was the this was the PS2 Resistance one. It was James Cosmo MBE, and he from Game of Thrones plays Jer Mormont, the the Night's Watch commander. Oh the wow! Big chap. And he he was absolutely genuinely excited. Oh, that's so the, cool. those uh, I think we've got those videos. They may be available on the website. I'll have to have a look, but I'll, yeah. I'll get you the link for those. Oh yes, please. Just speaking of the website, David, if people listening to this think I really want to go to that lodge, how can they get in touch with you to arrange a visit? So easiest thing is is, is drop an email uh, or go to the website, which is uh, sci-fi-and-fantasy-lodge.org.uk. On there, there's a contact us form. If you stick secretary at in front of that, so mm. secretary at uh, sci-fi-and-fantasy-lodge.org.uk, I'll get the email and we can open up the dialogue from there. Ping us on the various socials. So we've got a, we have a Facebook page and group um, or all of the usual contact points. Amazing. You certainly could have sold me on it just being a, a Star Wars lodge. Uh, I, when I was younger, uh, I used to make lightsabers with, uh, you know, the cardboard uh, inside of foil, mm. uh, foil paper, paint it in a colour, and then and then wrap the last bit of foil around the bottom. Uh, and there's this picture of me when I was uh, that only my some of my closest friends have seen that I was about five years old, standing there with one of these lightsabers that I made. So fairly recently, then. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, had to go there. Chaps, I do. I feel like we could literally. This episode could run to be the longest ever episode of Draftcast. I feel like. Definitely. I feel like this could be as long as Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, the Peter Jackson extended version. Absolutely. Uh, but unfortunately, I think we do need to. Yes. Or Game of Thrones, in fact, which went on. For he's him. going. He's still going. He's still going. <laughs> Watch it. I mean, um, David, it just remains for us to say thank you for taking the time. Thank you for inviting us, to us down. Uh, please do invite us to your next meeting. We will do. Uh, we'd be uh, delighted to come along and uh, may the force be with you. Live long and prosper. Well, another big thank you to David for joining us today on this episode of Craftcast. I think we can agree, gents, as I, said, as I just said, that episode could have ran for at yeah. least three hours. Yeah. Easily. I think, I think somewhat similar to the football one when we did that, we, we could have yeah. just kept talking. As I said at the start, you know, I think I think the thing is is that it demonstrates how passionate people get about hobbies, and we see that obviously with Freemasonry, and that people do commit so much time and whatnot to, to hobbies. And what a fantastic idea to combine your two hobbies together mm. and 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 meet with people who sh- who share those hobbies and passions with you. I mean, that's that's great. And and as as we spoke about in the in the interview, it's an integral part of strategy mm. and building and developing that member experience. And I think special interest lodges have a real integral role to play mm-hmm. in the development of member experience. I think that's really I mean, important. I, I mean, I, I think also, for me, I'm not a member of any personally, but I would very much like to be, for example, if there was a chess one or a f- fencing one or a taekwondo, you know, anything that, that comes towards taekwondo. my interests. <laughs> Since when did you do taekwondo? Did you, uh, did you do a, that? I'm a black belt at taekwondo, yeah. Oh, my God. Another thing on another, the list. Another thing, yeah. when I When I was 12, I got my black belt, yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> I mean, you did ask. 12-year-old taekwondo black belt. Wow, that's awesome. Um, Does that mean it's 12 years old you could take down a fully grown adult? Or based on age and... and no, no, I, I, no, it's not based on age. I used to used to fight with, with adults. I was going to say... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry? Yeah. When you were 12, you yeah. were fighting adults? Yeah, yeah. From before that, actually. Absolutely bastard. Before that. Yeah. yeah. No one get in the ring with you. <laughs> No, I mean, obviously, uh, obviously, uh, someone's bigger than me. They kick me. I'll fly a bit further than, than if I kick them. But no, I mean, it's all to do I with the technique a, and the yeah. the discipline, obviously, with it. But your um, playground bully must have. Had a, <laughs> I bet you had a quite easy journey through school, didn't you? Well, I, I mean, I was I was a national sparring champion about five times. So, so yeah, I so was yes, I was I, I was fine with with sparring. <laughs> The point I was trying to make was that if you've got a special interest that you think would make a good special interest lodge, please write in because you never know there might be plenty of other people with that same special interest that are also writing in. Yeah. And this is how these things start from these open conversations about things that we all have a passion for. And certainly if you are also just interested in a special interest that already exists as a lodge, then go and visit, mm. uh, get people uh, traveling. Even if you have to travel a little while to, to go and visit, I'm sure they'll very much appreciate it and welcome you with open arms. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the other the other point to add is, you know, we, we don't want this to be the final special interest lodge that we cover on yes, the podcast. definitely. So if you are a member of a special interest lodge, whatever it may be, do get in touch, yeah. come along. We want to hear from you. Yeah, and uh, please, if you'd like us to come and visit your special interest lodge as well, I'm always up for a bit of visiting. I'm sure my Most two certainly. colleagues here are mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, Love a good let, visit. Let's come and have a look at your special interest lodge and, and, and see what makes you special and unique. Yeah. 
So, so with that, guys, yeah, uh, thank you very much for, for listening. Uh, as always, James, you can do uh, your... Because you know them off by heart. Okay. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can email us, podcasts at ugle.org.uk. We are ugle underscore Grand Lodge on Twitter and United Grand Lodge of England on both Facebook and Instagram. It really is the best way to get in touch. I've already said the force be with you joke with David. Damn it, guys. <laughs> oh, God. Do we have any other sci- sci-fi sign-offs? Um, I mean, live long and prosper, but but he already said that as well. Oh, did he say that Yeah. One? Okay. Uh, I don't want to go. What's that one? <laughs> it's literally David Tennant when he regenerated into Matt Smith. <laughs> anyway. And on that note, let's go. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. See you guys soon. Craftcast, the Freemasons podcast. The podcast is hosted by Sean Butler, Stephen Watley, and James Dalton. The producer is Marta Zandri. And the podcast is edited by Trisonic.